you for joining us at Bangalore Revival Center. We are a church that's dreaming revival with God and serving people in love. It is our desire to equip you to represent Jesus and carry his great joy to the ends of the earth. If you like to learn more about us, you can visit dreamingrevival.com. Now, as you listen to the word, we believe that God will minister to you. John chapter 15 verse 1 through 8 You guys ready for the word? Yes. Sir. Awesome. I'm going to read from the ESV version. I am the true vine and my fa- father is a wine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit already you are clean because of the word that i've spoken to you abide in me and i in you as a branch cannot bear br- fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me i am the vine you are the branches whoever come on abides in me and i in him he it is that bears much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing come on if anyone does not abide in me he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches that are gathered thrown into the fire and burned if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so to prove to be my disciples did you ever know you have to prove that you are his disciples <laughs> yeah are you guys with me is it too early come on yeah God says right we all get saved we love that process we love getting to know God we love getting to confess that he is God and yet God ends this passage that we read with saying that by this my father is glorified that you much that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples come on How many of you know that God is actually looking to his sons and daughters not to be just believers but disciples? Are you with me? Not to be just believers but disciples. Are you okay? <laughs> all right. If you think it's heresy wait till the end and then talk to me, all right? <laughs> Come on, are you with me? God is not just looking for us to get saved and call ourselves a believer but he says that I pray that you would prove that you are disciples because you're going to bear much fruit because you're going to choose to do what not just confess that I am the son of God but you're going to choose to abide in me and you're going to choose for me to abide in you isn't that beautiful Yeah? Are you with me? Christian life shouldn't be boring. <laughs> Are you with me? That's why God says, "Yeah, awesome job. Your confession was awesome. The way you got saved was awesome. Your testimony is great. But guess what? I have so much more for you. I 
have so much more for you. All right? Um, if you read words four and five again, it says, Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the wine, you are the branches. Who are we? Where are the branches? Yeah, who's the wine? Jesus is the wine. Yeah, whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. See, when you abide in Jesus, we can produce fruit. Are you with me? All right, we're just getting started. When you abide, are you guys here? Yeah. All right, talk to me, all right? <laughs> all right, I'm African in heart. I know I don't look like it, but talk to me, all right? <laughs> uh, if there's one place I want to be, it's somewhere in Africa. Drop me there, you know? Um, yeah. Come on, yeah? When you abide in Jesus, we can produce fruits. Yeah? Everybody likes fruits? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, and God says this, that we cannot do anything apart from Him. Yes. We cannot do anything apart from Him. And we can only bear, produce fruit when we abide in Him. And today, the challenge of God is not, are you saved? Are you a believer? But are you abiding in Him? Yeah, the challenge to you and me is are you abiding in him and are you loving God to abide in your life? And how do you know that? If you bear fruit. Yeah. And then in verse 7 it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in, in you, ask whatever you wish. Doesn't that sound so good? <laughs> if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Come on. When we abide in him and his words abide in us, we can ask whatever we want. We wish. All right. I'm reading from ESV. Right. So when you abide in God, your prayers produces results. Are you with me? Is there things that we are praying for that's not producing results? Are we still a believer or a disciple? Are you with me? Are you guys okay? All right. Stay with me. Are you guys awake? Okay, awesome. <laughs> Come on. And verse 8 says, But thi by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. See, our fruit is not to glorify us. It's to glorify God. Are you with me? Did you guys get that? By this, my Father is glorified that you produce fruits. And you prove to be disciples. You prove that it was worth for the Son of God to die for you and me. And you went past a confession from being a believer to a disciple. Producing fruits at any time that you pray. Whatever you pray, you produce results because you're choosing to abide in this Christ. Isn't that beautiful? It's not just a confession. We are gone past that. It's communion now. 
It's in communion with God. You've got to that place where you're saying, God, I believe in you, but I don't want to stay there just believing in you. I want to be one with you. Are you guys okay? <laughs> yeah? So how do you introduce yourself when somebody asks you, are you a Christian? Yes, I'm a believer. <laughs> or do you want to next time say, hey, I'm a disciple that produces fruit. All right, I'm not trying to be all Christianese, but yeah. Are you with me? See, we bear fruit to show off, off our Father. If we are not bearing fruit, we are not showing off the glory of the Father that resides in us. Are you with me? And it says the branch has no ability of its own apart from bearing the image and likeness of the one that it's attached to. Are you with me? Yeah? And we're done with the first part. <laughs> All right. See, what is the cost of producing fruits? Yeah, I know I went through that very quick. You guys are like, that's it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So what is the cost of producing fruits? What is the cost of being to be in a place where you pray and you know answers are coming your way? It's, you're not gambling with God for an answer. You know that when you pray, because you abide in Him, answers are coming for sure. Are you with me? Come on. Yeah? Do you want to gamble with God or do you want to be sure? Do you want to be confident about your communion with God that you say, God, every time I step into your presence, every time I worship, every time I speak, every time I pray, I believe it's going to be answered. And God says, abide if you want that. Yeah? So what is the cost for that? What is the cost for being a disciple and not just a believer. We're good at being believers, right? Hi. Are you guys okay? Yeah. Okay. Sarcasm okay? No, not okay. Not okay. All right. Come on. What is the cost of abiding in Jesus? All right. John 15, 2. Can we read that? Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. All right. And message it says, he cuts off every branch in me that doesn't bear grapes. And every branch that is grape bearing, he prunes back so that it will bear even more. Come on. What do you think is the cost? <laughs> yeah, what is the cost of abiding in Jesus? The cost of abiding in Jesus is submitted to being, submitting to a process of pruning to this gardener. Are you with me? Anyone love pruning? No. <laughs> But, okay, you guys didn't read it properly. Read it again. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he, he cuts off, he takes away. So if there's a branch in a life, if there's something in your life that is not producing fruits, God just cuts it off. It's just gone. 
Are you with me? And every branch that does bear fruit, what does he do? He prunes only the one that produces fruit, which means that he's confident in you and me that we can bear fruit for God. Yeah? Every growth comes with pruning. Are you guys with me? Yeah? If you're a farmer, you understand that every growth comes with pruning and you only prune the branch that produces fruit. Otherwise, you cut it away. And a lot of times we walk in this Christian life, we're saying, God, why the circumstance? What is happening around me? Why am I in the fire? And why are you going to show up as the fourth one? Can't you just show up as the fourth one outside? Hi. Are you with me? He prunes what can bear more fruit. Are you with me? You guys became so quiet. Like, we came to church to hear about pruning. We had enough of that already. Come on. What God is saying is that if you want to abide in me and I to abide in you, you need to create, it's as simple as this, you need to create a personal history with me. Are you guys there? (laughs) Not based on your pastor. Not based on your mentor. Are you with me? Not based on your father or your mother or your sister or your brother. But you personally need to step into a place of creating a personal history with God. Where when God prunes you, you're like, oh, I know you. I know. I know you are good. Are you with me? When you're serving somebody else's God and he prunes you, you're going to have an issue with it. Because you're going to feel like he favors him more than he favors me. Hi. Are you with me? Yeah. Because we look at other people's life. We see the favor on each other's life. And we're like, we want that. But you don't know what they went through to get that. You don't know the things that they have let go of to get there. Are you with me? And God is saying... Pruning is just as simple as create a personal history with me that you can stand on and say, God, have your way. It's as simple as that. How many of us are in a relationship for us and not the other person? I love you guys, okay? This is how I talk, so just get used to it. All right? I'm getting stares, so are you with me? Right? Do we get into a relationship? It would be awkward, right? If I, right, I'm married 11 years and I'm like, hey wife, it's been an awesome 11 years, but I've been in this just for me. Are you with me? Some of us are like that with God. He's not like just looking for a relationship title with us to call us a believer, a son or a daughter. Today, he's longing that you and I step into that place of communion with God where he can actually look at you and me and say, wow, what an awesome fruit. I like that fruit. I like that fruit. I like that fruit. You're actually showing my glory to the entire world. Are you with me? Yeah? Come on. Every branch that does bear fruit, he 
thrones. God takes away or cuts away every branch that does not produce any fruit. Um, John 15, 6, in message version, it says, uh, if you don't abide in him, you are like dead wood thrown into the fire. Are you with me? Dead wood? You guys know wood, right? You guys seen a fireplace? All right, talk to me. Say something. All right, okay. All right. Are you guys still with me? Yes. Yeah? You don't like pruning or what's happening? <laughs> or are you asking God questions? Come on. Messi says you are like dead wood thrown in the fire. Yeah? And a lot of times we want to bring, we want to be the fireplace for people. Are you with me? Okay, guys, listen. Yeah? <laughs> Say something, or we'll just keep going, all right? I'll just keep rambling. <laughs> right? We love being a fireplace to people when God wants us to be a furnace. Yeah? I feel so good when I'm around you, Pastor. I feel so good when I'm around you, Jesus. Ooh. The warmth. Wow, I feel like I'm sitting by the fireplace. Hi, are you with me? <laughs> Guess what? It's just dead wood on fire. Hi, are you guys with me? Because anytime you are in communion with God, right? A holy cannot be grafted to something that's unholy. Are you with me? When you abide in Him, God cannot take your characters and my characters. So guess what? <laughs> we have to become more like Him, right? <laughs> yeah? When we graft onto Him, we stop being a dead, womb, dead wood that brings warmth to people, but we become a branch that produces fruit. And guess what? Fruits produce seeds, which produces more fruits. Are you, are you guys with me? Yeah? And God is saying, I don't want you to just be dead wood, but I want you to be a branch with fruits. With fruits. Come on. Some of us are holding on to our dead branches when God is saying, give it up. Any hoarders here? <laughs> right? We're holding on to our past. We're holding on to our old wounds. We're holding on to the things that God doesn't even want to prune. He just wants to cut it away. Just let it. When you become a disciple, when you move from just being a believer to disciple, when you decide that you want to become someone that abides in Him and He that abides in you, you step into that place, that beautiful place where you say, God, cut the dead wood out. I'm okay with it. Are you with me? Yeah? God wants to cut off the dead things in your life, in my life. And that can only happen when we have a personal history with God. Are you with me? 
see, Joseph was in a pit. God had to cut some things off his life. You know, he saw this dream, his beautiful dream, and he said to everybody, wow, the dream I saw yesterday, everybody's going to bow to me. I am awesome. Are you with me? God's like, that's true. You are awesome, but it's going to take some time to get there. Are you with me? The dream is true. What you said is true, but your heart is not in the right place. Are you with me? There are things that God wants to cut out of you and me today. Is that okay? Yeah. And God prunes. I love this passage. God prunes what bears fruit. A lot of times we feel like God is pruning in our life and we are like, He's not leaving us alone. How long? <laughs> right? But guess what? He's pruning what that is bearing fruit already because he knows there's a better fruit inside of you and me. And if you ask a farmer, they don't prune to for the quantity but for the quality. Are you with me? They're not pruning branches because they want to produce more fruits. They are pruning because they want to produce the best fruit. Are you with me? And today that is God's challenge and he's saying, oh, what does that look like? The word says pruning. What does God mean by that? Create a personal history. Are we creating a personal history with God? Are you guys okay? <laughs> Worshippers, why do we worship why do we love worship more than God? I've been there, all right? So, okay, I lead worship a little bit so I can talk about it. Are you with me? There was a season that I loved to worship, worship more than I worship God. Oh, give me the latest hill song. Oh, Lord. Are you with me? Preachers, we can get so much into the word that we love the word more than we love God. Are you with me? Are you guys okay? Evangelists, you can love evangelism more than you love God. Hi. Prophets, you can love hearing the word of God directly into your ears and not love God. Are you with me? Why do we, sometimes we give more importance to this that the early church didn't even have in their hands. They held on to God. Are you with me? I know I'm reading from the Bible, but are you with me? They didn't have the scriptures in their hand yet. They were some of the powerful, most powerful prophets and apostles of the church because they held on to God. They held on to communion. Yeah? And this is what happens, right? Like, a lot of times I believe that even in my life I've seen this, that God has become knowledge and not wisdom. What do I mean by that? Knowledge is learning. I can sit eight hours and come up with a message. 
Are you with me? I can sit. All right, five minutes talk, all right? I'm sure everyone in here can sit for a few hours and talk five minutes on something from a passage in the Bible. But wisdom is when that happens in your day-to-day -day life. It's when it becomes experience. And that's what God is looking for when he says, I want a personal history with you. I don't want you to have a personal history with my word. I want you to have a personal history with me itself. Come on, are you guys there? Yeah, I know you love worship. Keep on worshiping, but don't create your personal history with worship. Don't create your personal history with the word of God. Don't create your personal history with the words of God that you can hear directly into your ear. Create personal history with God himself. God says that when you do that, I can actually call you disciples. Hi. Are you with me? Yeah? Come on. Personal history. Can I break a bubble? <laughs> I think I have preached this before also, right? Like I said, Bible is your manual. Guess what? It's not. When is the last time you read the manual to your car or your bike? Never, right? Okay, if you're a man, you're gone. You never look at the manual. Probably the ladies have looked at some manual. Are you with me? See, when the, when the Bible becomes a manual, we go to it when we are in crisis. I just want you to look at your own life. Right? During the last three months, everybody's running to Psalms 91. Nothing wrong with it, but are you with me? Bible is not meant to be a manual where you run when you have a crisis. Are you guys okay? Are you with me? It's God didn't inspire the holy word of God so that bunch of people when they are in crisis they could say, you know, how many of you have done this in the morning? Wow, I got famine, sword and death. I'm not reading that. All right, next one, right? I did get famine, sword, and death. Are you with me? See, Bible is not a manual. It's your daily bread. It sustains you. There is no life apart from it. Even in the bad, even in the good. See, it's heresy to think that we only need God in our bad times. It's heresy to think that we don't need him even in our good times also. Are you with me? Everything is well. I don't need to read it anymore. Thank you so much, brother. Come on. Yeah? You eat from it daily. daily. You sustain because of it. You make the Bible the root of every thought, every decision. You depend on God. You abide in God. You love God to abide in you. You get to that place where this does not become your manual for crisis. Are you guys? I've done this, so I'm speaking about it, all right? <laughs> See, we make the Bible a manual for our crisis because we believe that 
when everything is good, we don't need God. We feel like we can do life without God when everything is good. Guess what? God says you cannot do anything apart from me. Do you get that? You cannot do anything apart from me. See, when the word of God is a manual, everything is manipulated by your knowledge of God. What does that mean? I know that he is good. I think he is good. If I remember one year back, he came through. Two years back, he didn't come through. Are you with me? <laughs> Are you guys with me? No? And we're trying to find verses to help us. We're like, God speak, God speak, God speak. Why you don't want to speak? Are you with me? Yeah? But when the word of God becomes your daily sustenance, you turn to it and you say, God, I'm having a good day, but I still need you. Come on, are you with me? I'm having a bad day, I still need you. Nothing changes about today, I'm going to still have communion with you. This is where we are not having a relationship with God for us, but we're having it together in communion. Yeah, come on. Are you guys okay? Come on. See, when we surrender, when we create history with God, even the Bible comes alive. Do you know that? Yeah? Yeah? It gives us new vocabulary. It gives us new meaning even to the Word of God. There are words in here that would speak differently to us in different seasons. Are you with me? Yeah? Are you guys okay? See, let's just take the word sacrifice. All right? Everyone understand what sacrifice is? Yes? Say yes. All right. Okay, awesome. Say no. <laughs> okay, everybody knows sacrifice. All right? See, Abel, for Abel, sacrifice meant bringing the best of his possessions. Are you with me? Are you with me? That was his revelation of sacrifice. All right. For Abraham, think about it, the same word. Sacrifice meant bringing. For Abraham, what did it mean? It's bringing what you love the most and laying it at the altar. Are you seeing? <laughs> See, we can get rid of a lamb quick, but if you have to get rid of your own son, that's going to take some thought. Same word, sacrifice. Are you with me? Yeah? But when Jesus comes, sacrifice meant something totally different. It meant living a life that was so set apart and holy that he could put himself at the altar. Are you with me? <laughs> you see how sacrifice meant different things to different people? And then when it comes to you and me, God says, be a living sacrifice. 
Are you with me? When we create this personal history with God, we don't just run around an equation. We don't run around a tradition. We don't run around what we did in the past, but we do what God wants us for the moment. Where we say, God, you said sacrifice. What does that look like for this moment? Are you with me? It gives you meaning to the conversations that God is having with you. Some of us are afraid to obey because we don't understand what God is asking us to do. Create a personal history with God. Abide in Him. Allow Him to abide in you so that when God says sacrifice, yes, I understand what it meant for Abel. I understand what it meant for Abraham. I understand what it meant for Jesus, but what do you want me to do, God? What does sacrifice look like? For some of us, it's social media, all right? I'm putting myself in it, <laughs> right? The lockdown has caused all of us to be on social media. We're active, yeah? Even in the name of ministry, we can be more active than we should be. That's for me. Are you with me? Come on, yeah? See, if you look at the life of David also, right? When you have history with God, you know when you're supposed to tear the devil out. Yeah? He tore, right? He says, with my hand I caught the lion and the bear. He knows when to throw a stone. He knows when to cut the head of the enemy. If you don't have history with God, you are going to try all three and see which one works. Are you with me? And maybe none of them will work. Are you with me? This is where God is challenging you and me. I believe today he's saying that, hey, I know you love me. I know you know that you love me. I know that you know that I love you. But today, what I long for is a personal history. Think about this, right? Adam and Eve were in the garden. Where? In the presence of God. Yeah. Eden, right? And yet they didn't have communion with God. Think about it. There was a moment in time where they lost it and hid from God. You can be in church and still miss God. Hi. Right? You can be in next to God and still miss God. God says, hey, I want to have a personal history with you. Are you guys okay? Come on. How many of you want to do that today? Where you want to go from knowing about God to having Him in your life that you're like, God, I have a personal history that I know that abide in you and I, you abide in me that I produce fruit. Yeah? Whatever I pray, whatever I wish, when you abide in me, you produce results. Come on. Yeah? And it brings glory to God. Come on. Yeah? Come on, look at the life of Moses, right? Um, God tells Moses halfway through the wilderness, he's like, you know what? These are your people. Good luck. <laughs> are you with me? <laughs> if I was Moses, I would be like, God... Send me back, you know, like, are you with me? 
God says, these are your people. I'm done with you. I'm done with your people. And Moses like, clarification, God, these are your people. You brought them out. Your problem. <laughs> right? So he's having this conversation with God because he has a personal history. Are you with me? And then God says, God comes up with this next plan. He's like, okay, he's not getting it. He's like, hey, I'm going to send you an angel. And I don't dislike testimonies or anything. Moses pretty much says this, God, I don't want us to be a nation of testimonies. I want us to be a nation that has history with you. Are you with me? We don't want to be a nation of just testimonies. The angel walked with us everywhere we went. He fought for us. No, God. We're not taking a step unless you move with us. He's saying, God, we want to be a nation that is known because of you. Wherever we go, people should know God is walking with us. Come on. Are you with me? It doesn't matter if we win the battle or don't win the battle. We want people to know that God is walking with us. We don't want an angel. We want you. That is the boldness that comes over you and me when we abide in him and let him abide in us. When we create a personal history that you can have a conversation with God saying that, God, you're wrong about this. How dare. Are you with me? How dare you talk to God? Come on. Do you know that God actually loves to have conversations? He loves to have conversations and I love Moses. He's like, God, <laughs> these are not my people, it's your people. Get it sorted. <laughs> are you with me? See, that is what happens when you and I create personal history with God. Are you with me? Come on. It talks about Jesus that he grew in favor with God and with man. So we should do the same as well, right? I know some of us are like, we just need to be close to God. Forget about man, you know, like, that's fine, <laughs> right? Are you with me? But this is what uh, was talked about Jesus. They said they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority. Jesus was talking the same things that the people, the Pharisees, the rabbis were talking before. But when he came to the scene, they're like, there is something different about the way he speaks. It's the same word, but there is authority to it. Are you with me? There is authority, right? See, knowledge comes through reading, but authority only comes through intimacy with God. He said, everything that I do, I do because my Father does. I don't, I don't do anything just because I feel like it. Are you with me? I'm not having these goosebumps that I feel like I should sing this song. I'm not having these goosebumps that I feel like I should do this miracle. I do everything because my Father is in line with me. We are aligned in everything. Are you with me? Even everything that we do, even in our good seasons, we should be aligned with God. 
Yeah? Are you with me? Personal history with God. Personal history with God. Come on. And I want to challenge you, is your life bringing warmth to people or is it changing people? <laughs> Are you guys with me? Are you a dead word where people feel like, oh, it's so warm, it feels like God's presence is on them? Or are they walking out of your presence saying that, hey, wow, I just met God today. I met God. I want what He has. I don't want just the warmth. <laughs> I don't want to just sit next to a fireplace. I want to be in the furnace where I know that God is walking with me. Sometimes it's better to be in the furnace with God than to be outside the furnace without God. Are you with me? Yeah? And that's what personal history does to you and me. Yeah? Come on. I want to challenge you. Like, you know, we are amazing brothers and sisters. Some of us are amazing listeners. We should look at some of our WhatsApp groups. We're amazing and creatures, right? But the truth is when you're a disciple, you produce branches that produces fruits. You don't produce dead branches. Are you with me? And God is inviting us, each one of us, no matter what your title, even if you're a pastor, evangelist, prophet, teacher, believer, son, daughter, servant, I don't know what you put yourself as. Come on. He's calling each one of us to step into that place of personal history with God where we're not just encouragers, but we are also edifiers. Are you with me? We're not just in somebody's presence and we're like, I understand what you're going through. Everything is going to be okay. But we're like, I understand what you're going through. But there's a better way. Are you with me? There's a shift that comes to you and me and even the people around us when we start having personal histories with God. Come on, can we stand? Yeah? Are you with me? Are you guys okay? <laughs> Are you guys okay to abide in God today? Yeah? Uh, for the next few moments, what I want you to do is stop falling in love with the things of God but stop you know, start falling with God itself, falling in love with God. Can we do that? I know we love worship, but can we worship God? Is that okay? Yeah. Can we step into that place where we know some of us love this word so much that we dive into it every day? But can we get to that place where we are like, God, I want you first. I know your word is powerful, but I want you first. See, without God, this is just a book. Are you with me? Without the Holy Spirit, this is just a book without life. What puts life into it is itself God. It's the Holy Spirit that resides on it and speaks to you and changes you inside out. Come on, yeah? Can we do that today? 
Can we just say, God, we want to fall in love with you again today? Come on. And I want to challenge you even to a point where you make decisions today to say, God, I've been reading your word. I've been praying. I've been fasting. I've been hearing from you. But I haven't been spending time with you, God. And today, God, I choose you first. Come on, each one of us. Come on, everyone in this place. Even the ones that are watching it on live. Come on. Say, God, we need you. <laughs> Come on. God, we need you. Come on. Pour out your cry at the altar. Pour out your cry at the throne room. Pour out your cry in front of God. Say, God, I abide in you today. I choose you, I choose you. Can we be as bold like Moses that he says, God, I don't want any angel. I want you, God. I don't want this nation to walk with an angel. I want this nation to walk with you, to know you, God. Come on, create personal histories with God today. Come on, go back to that place where you were first in love with this God that rescued you from the pit. For your glory, God. For your glory, God. Come on. God is shifting and he's changing personal histories today. There's a shift today because we're saying, God, we refuse to stay in the place of just being a believer that confessed about you. But we are stepping into a place of being your disciples. We want to bring glory to you. Just sing it out. Come on. God, we need you more than signs and wonders. God, we need you more than a breakthrough. First, God, we need you. We need you. We need you. We need you. into that place of having this love for a God that has rescued you from nothing. Some of us are living and yet not living. Some of us are in our good times and yet we are bored. Some of us are in our good seasons and yet we are not feeling the presence of God. Come on, child. All you need is God today. You need God. You need God. You need God. You're all I want. 
today come on some of you are standing in this room asking God for a miracle and yet today I'm gonna ask you to ask God for himself a portion of himself you're asking God for a breakthrough you walked in here saying God I need a breakthrough in my life I need provision guess what when you get God you get everything come on are you with me when you get God you get everything come on you don't just need an angel fighting on your behalf. You need God to stand next to you. You need to know that wherever I walk, when I pray because I abide in him and he abides in me, our prayers are aligned. Come on. Are you with me? Even the conversation, even my words bring glory to God because I choose God before anything. God, we choose you. God, we choose you. God, we choose you. God, we choose you. We choose you today, God. 
God, we choose you. Come on, over every area of your life. Can you just say that? God, I choose you. Come on, over my marriage. God, I choose you, God. Over my finances, I choose you, God. Come on, I don't want just the Jehovah. Chira, my provider, I want you, God. God, I need you. sacrifice come on
Choose God today over your miracle. Come on. Choose God. Choose God. Choose God. Choose to abide in Him and He to abide in you today. for your people in this room the ones that are watching God thank you God for your word thank you God it was a word for me God I know that there is that this is a season that you are drawing us close to you God no matter what the bad times or the good times you are drawing us close into your presence God and it's in your presence is where we want to be God Help us to have history like Moses that we say, God, we refuse to have an angel over you. We refuse to go forward without your presence. We refuse to be known as a nation that is walking with an angel. But we, we want to be in that place, God, where we say, God, we are a nation. We are a nation that belongs to God and God belongs to us. When we walk, the earth should know. When we walk, the hell should know. Everything inside of us, outside of us should know that your presence, God, is with us. you come God we surrender to this love thank you God that your love is perfect your love is kind your love is patient thank you God that your love never fails that your love sustains us in the good times and the bad times thank you God that we can hold on to you no matter what we choose you, God. We choose to create history with you as part of it. Let it be said about each one of us. Let it be said about our families that they were someone that walked with God just like Enoch did. This is what we want as our legacy, God, that we walked with you. the good times and in the bad times and thank you God that you position us in a way that there's nothing that we can do apart from you what a beautiful place that we don't even have to wonder what we have to do we don't have to worry about are we doing it right all we need to do is abide in you and allow you to do the rest all we need to do is rest in you and allow you to do the rest. God, we break the expectations of man in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, that there is a blood that speaks. 
there's a blood that is so powerful that speaks life into us and we choose you God we love you God today we love you God today have your way in and through us in Jesus name Amen Thank you for tuning in we believe that you are blessed by the word we would love for you to be a guest on any of the weekends on a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. or a Sunday morning service at 11 a.m. For more information, please visit our website, dreamingrevival.com.